of Virtual Coffee. With me today are Rosario and Devraj, the founders of Siesta Wrap. These two friends founded their business when they were just in high school. They were traveling on a school bus in the early morning in the cold Chicago winter and needed a solution to help them sleep and stay warm. That's how Siesta Wrap was born. They are now headed to college this upcoming fall, and I'm really excited to see what amazing things they do with Siesta Wrap and beyond. This is a great episode, and before we dive right in, I'd really appreciate it if you could follow Virtual Coffee on social media, Instagram, Facebook, etc. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. You could also take about 10 seconds to leave a review on the Apple Podcasts app. That would really help us out and I would really appreciate it. But with that, let's dive right into the episode this week. I'm really excited to hear from Rosario and Devraj, so let's get to it. Rosario and Devraj, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. Thank you, Alexa. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you guys? Good, good. Perfect. So let's kick things off right away and give our audience a taste of your company's Siesta Wrap. Maybe perhaps the founding story or even, you know, just a little snippet of what you guys are and what you've created. Perfect. Yeah, so Siesta Rep started as kind of a high school adventure. Dev and I were heading down to Chicago, 1871 specifically, for a kind of pitch competition and uh, entrepreneurship trip sponsored by our school. Um, and on that ride, uh, we were taking a bus. And of course, it was in the dead of winter and in Chicago, which meant it was uh, cold and miserable. Um, <laughs> so as we were heading downtown, basically, we're, we were stuck in the bus, which was freezing cold. And um, we couldn't sleep. It was like 630 in the morning. We were just having a, a very, very bad time. And at that pitch competition, you know, it kind of got us brought into the world of entrepreneurship. So when we got home later that day, uh, we were just sitting in our dorm room and <laughs> we were like, we, we need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and right then and there, we actually started sketching up the Siesta app, which is our business now. And basically what the Siesta app allows you to do is just kind of take a nap anywhere. It's made of an L-shaped pillow and uh, an attached blanket. And uh, it's really just perfect for, for taking around with you wherever you go. That's just incredible. First that you guys did this in high school. And I, I want to dive all into that and advice you have for others. But yeah, just just incredible innovation. And describe the the product a little bit more, right? Like when people listening want to go onto your website or perhaps purchase ACS to wrap, what can they expect? How will how can they use it? Thank you for your uh, kind words. Yeah. So the CS wrap, it's basically as was already mentioned, it's an L shaped pillow, and it's a full size pillow, but it's still pretty small, so you can take it with you anywhere. And the unique part about the L shape is that you can sleep laying down or sitting up against a wall. It's really comfortable. So in that sense, it's sort of a neck pillow, but you can also use it as a full-size pillow really comfortably. And what's unique about the CS wrap is that a full-size blanket is stored inside of the pillow itself that you can pull out. And then once you're not using the blanket, uh, let's say that you're on like a tight crowded bus or something and you can't have the blanket out, then you can just use it just as a pillow. But Let's say you're going to your friend's house, spending the night there with them, or if you're just lounging at home on the couch, you can pull out the blanket for added comfort. Excellent. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. I Exactly like you're saying, great for road trips, airplanes, right? Like I'm envisioning all the situations where, <laughs> where I need one. 
I just really want to dive into your journey of how this came to be, right? So I can totally understand, you know, having an idea and like coming up with the idea or thought of the siesta wrap. Like that makes sense. People have ideas all the time. But how do you actually kick it off? Like where do you even get the supplies to prototype it? Or did anyone help you? Like how does it come from or how do you translate it from we have this idea in our brains to actually starting to create the product? What were some of those steps you took? Yeah, it was a very, very long process. Um, <laughs> so the product we have now is made out of like a really nice fleece. Um, mm-hmm. It's stuffed with, you know, some of the best filling that is available. But when we started out, we, we didn't know that any of that really needed to be done. Our first prototypes were actually made at school in our dorm room just using normal fabric from Walmart okay. that you could just buy from any craft store. And, you know, to, to put it simply, our first prototypes were more like crafts than, than anything <laughs> sure. else. They were, you know, sewed, sewed together by hand. But I would say that the most important part about bringing our idea to an actual prototype was uh, sketching it up on CAD, finalizing dimensions and making sure that we actually knew what materials we needed to use. Uh, was incredibly important. And when we eventually took that to a manufacturer, it made us look much more put together and it, mm. it, it gave them a much better idea of what we actually wanted to do. And the process of actually putting together dimensions was also really interesting because we had access to a lot of students and, and a lot of people within our target yeah. market that we could basically just test a bunch of different dimensions on. So we were able to really dial in, you know, what, what are the perfect dimensions for a product like this? That's great. Yay for user testing right at the beginning. <laughs> so many, so many companies like corporations just forget about that step. And it is so important. So good for you guys for doing that, like right <laughs> off the bat. That is excellent. I liked your comparison that at first it was like a craft. And I, I think that is actually almost a good piece of advice because it helps people understand you have this idea and it's almost like the first try of just getting it out of your head, it doesn't really matter what it looks like, right? You're just like trying to put something together so you can start to visualize it. So I, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just glad you shared, shared that and appreciate your honesty there. That whole process, I mean, it, it just anybody who's starting a business, they need to keep in mind it's, it's not quick. We, mm. we, we probably put together between 40 and 50 prototypes, um, right. you know, just yeah. different manufacturing processes, different fabrics, different materials. <laughs> Pretty plain and simply, it's 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 a little bit of a mess, but you have to push through it to to get a finalized product. No, that that makes sense. And uh, Devraj would love to hear from you about how this process was like while also uh, going to school, and I'm sure having other activities you're doing and extracurriculars. Like, what was that like balancing all that? Sure. And Alexa, I'm glad that you brought that up. So Rosario and I. Um... We were actually just two dorm rooms away from each other. We went to the Illinois Math and Science Academy. It was really nice for us because our school was residential. So whenever we finished with our clubs, our sports, our activities after school, we would just hit the dorm room, get all of our homework out of the way, and then just start working on CS wrap sometimes up until like three in the morning on weekdays. (laughs) We did sacrifice a lot of sleep to get um, CS wrap off the ground and moving, but we also took the lessons that we learned from CS wrap and created um, kind of our own entrepreneurship program at our school. We call it Total Applied Learning for Entrepreneurship. And Rosario and I put together a curriculum um, that kind of outlines all the steps that an entrepreneur needs to take to get a business off the ground. And I think we've helped um, a lot of our peers launch their own ventures at school as well. So most of our extracurriculars at school did revolve kind of around the whole 
business aspect and I think we really found our passion in entrepreneurship that way. That's so cool. You guys made a program basically out of your learnings and your experience. That's so excellent to want to share that with others and not just keep it to yourselves. So at school, and you guys may have already mentioned this, but were you studying like business or entrepreneurship or were that was that more of in the extracurriculars that you guys just kind of geared yourself towards because that was a passion? It was definitely more towards uh, the extracurriculars at okay. school. And actually, um, it's interesting that you bring that up. Entrepreneurship, we never took any classes or did any online courses or things like that. We simply just tried things until they worked. So we really mm-hmm. went through testing process in our own business. One book that I do recommend for all yeah. entrepreneurs is The Lean Startup. I think that's by Eric Reese, but don't quote me on that. Um, okay. That served as kind of the backbone for our business getting it off the ground. Um, that's where we learned the minimum viable product, kind of like the craft that Rosario mentioned. Um, our main goal was to just test out CS Trap early as possible. So that's why we kind of sorted together by hand, not paying too much attention to the fabric or the threads or things like that, because we wanted to validate the idea as quickly as possible. And once we had validated the idea, our friends loved it, then we sort of hit the ground running and then um, mm-hmm. turned into a whole business. Yeah, love that you brought up the lean startup because that's definitely something, you know, we read at at my work, at my company and and there's best practices in there that we take and I'm just so happy for you guys cuz you guys are so ahead of the game and that's just <laughs> awesome, right? Of course, if if someone figures out their passion for entrepreneurship and starting business when they're 70, like that's great too, but just to be so ahead and also being able to pass on your learnings to other high schoolers, to people your age, to show them it is possible, right? It's hard. It's not easy, but it's possible. Anyone can can get an idea out there if if they really want to. And with that, and you know, kind of going off the topic of uh, sharing that resource of the Lean Startup, um, is there anything else you leverage resources, books, podcasts, people that really helped you that you would? recommend for others who are trying to get their business off the ground? I would definitely be able to to recommend people above above all else. Networking on LinkedIn and and social media, you know, even even a platform like Instagram is completely invaluable. And the the people that we've met just over Instagram, for example, who have helped us out in our in our prototyping or marketing journey has been uh, astounding. We we definitely recommend anybody who has an interesting profile or or kind of falls into the category you're trying to target, just reach out to them. And if they don't respond, they don't respond. But if they do, you never know where that connection is going to go. Yeah, and I'd love to add on to that. Um, I think a lot of the things that we've seen in school regarding our peers is that people are not really willing to ask for help. There's like a reluctance in our society for asking other people for help, but there's nothing to be afraid of. The worst thing a person can tell you is no. That is a great mindset to have and exactly what you said, like the worst thing they can do is not answer or say no and okay, like that's not a big deal, right? Like, okay, sure. Maybe there's a slight sting of rejection for a second, but then you just move on, move on to the next person. Such a great mindset. And I'm currently reading Brene Brown's Dare to Lead and she's talking a lot about vulnerability. And I think what you were mentioning about people having a reluctance to ask for help, I think a part of that is like being vulnerable, right? We don't want to come across as, oh, I don't know how to do this or can you help me? But if we can kind of get over that and and be brave and accept that vulnerability, then who knows like who 
will be willing to help you. And right, like so many will just come and help and share their advice. You just have to ask first. Yeah, and at, going off of that as well, um, yeah. you know, as entrepreneurs starting a business, you're you're expected to do everything because budgets are small, right? And um, you know, you're 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 going out there on your own. But un- unfortunately, as as human beings, we're not good at everything, and we we do need to reach out to other people. And you know, when when we're reaching out, I don't think it's as much of a mindset of of you know I need help or I can't do this. It's more of maybe my strengths lie in something else. You know, I just I haven't had experience with this yet. Because everything, everyone's good at something. It's just you may not be good at the particular thing that you're trying to go for. No, I think that's a, a great point. And you almost can't be great at everything. Or maybe you don't want to be great at, like, for example, the finances of running a business, <laughs> right? And you'd rather, like, hire out for that or get advice or get help. And, like, that's okay, too. I, I think that's a great point you bring up of just understanding where your strengths are and where you want your strengths to be, too. Excellent. And tell me more about this journey of launching Siesta Wrap. What were some of the the major steps or challenges? I know we touched upon a few there, but what moments in in your business journey really stand out to you? Like maybe one or two or or one from each of you would would love to hear from you both. Just kind of those major steps or that pivotal moment. Just tell us about that. Sure. So I think um, our biggest moment was securing our um, patent application. So there's already mm-hmm. a did file an application for a patent on Siesta app on the design. And at that moment, we knew that our product was going to turn into not just a product, but also a business because we spent a lot of money on that patent. Um, and it kind of kicked us into overdrive. It was a moment where we now have intellectual property and we need to utilize it to turn into a revenue source. So I would say for me, that's definitely our biggest milestone and also one of our greatest motivators is to recoup that cost. Yeah, and some some other challenges we faced on the product development side. You know, very early on when we were testing our product with our peers, you know, for for every person that said it was a fantastic product, there may have been two of our peers who either didn't like it or thought it was a stupid idea that wasn't mm. going to go anywhere. And facing that criticism early on is is very very demotivating. And right. with all new ideas, there's going to be a significant amount of pushback because either people think it's it's silly or useless. Mm-hmm. And pushing through that is really important because you may find yourself in a little bit of a bubble where that's possibly just not your target market. That's not mm-hmm. the people who are going to value you, value your product. So pushing beyond that is definitely very important. And after that, we also fit, uh, kind of experience a bunch of manufacturing issues. In creating a new product, there is no right way to do it yet because you haven't, you haven't figured it out. And those growing pains working with manufacturers are very common, unfortunately, and they can be costly. Our, our first manufacturer, for example, didn't necessarily work in the space that we, that we thought they would or that okay. they, we thought they did. And it was only after we had a production run go out that we realized that <laughs> it was not what we wanted to sell. And recovering from that was a big issue. I mean, we basically had to take all the units that were made apart by hand and have them resell wow. somewhere else. So recovering from that mistake was definitely a very big uh, learning process mm-hmm. for for making sure that you're finding the right people to do what you want to do. That's yeah. Funny. It was a, about a month of Rosario and I together in my basement, taking these apart by hand, wow. having conversations. Like it's been about a hundred hours to take those units apart. 
Wow, that's crazy. I mean, well, one, congrats on the patent. That's a huge accomplishment and definitely an amazing moment there. Um, And yeah, sounds like a lot of you know, just trial and error in many ways, you know, how you were saying, maybe finding the exact market you're going after or the people who will really value and want to purchase your product, just trial and error there and then trial and error with the manufacturers. And yeah, it's really about not not giving up, right? And if you really believe in your idea and uh, you have a few folks in your corner, like suddenly that starts to grow. It's just kind of pushing through those challenges, which it definitely seems like Again, you guys have a great mindset and are just pushing through, right? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) More of a logistical question. Just wanted to know, where are you able to ship your Siesta wraps? Yeah. So our our Siesta wraps are being made and distributed through a company called Bean Products in Chicago. So basically, we're just able to send them um, our fabric and some of our materials, and they're actually able to sew and distribute for us. Um, So that means everything's made right here in the United States, and we're, we're not outsourcing any of that labor to possibly unsafe working conditions. Wonderful, wonderful. Lo- always love love to hear that as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and where are you hoping to take Siesta Wrap and also your future? So would love to hear again from both of you on this. But uh, yeah, that first question being kind of where you see the future of this company and then where you see your futures. Is it pursuing Siesta Wrap until... Uh, forever or until you have that next adventure or is it you know we're gonna do siesta wrap for a few years and then go to college or not go to college and pursue our business ideas uh, what are what are your thoughts there yeah definitely so rosario and i are both going to be entering our undergraduate in august so in this month and we are actually studying completely opposite things that aren't related to business <laughs> or entrepreneurship uh, rosario is studying mechanical engineering i'm studying okay. neuroscience so that's kind of where our actual educational passions lie. However, we really do enjoy Siesta app, but I think mm-hmm. there is sort of a end date, uh, whether that means the business will be running fully autonomously, maybe like 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Sure. Or if we do take a bio offer, that's quite uncertain. As of right now, we just want to grow it to a point where it's, it's where it has that sort of snowball effect and it keeps rolling down the hill. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, once it, accumulated um, some pretty good traction, then we would look into those options. But for now, we're just going to keep plowing through. One one thing we've learned is that we, we just obviously never know what's going to happen. Um, right. So our mindset now is that we're just going to stick with it until until something happens, you know, mm-hmm. until until something until something changes. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you mind um, where I ask where you're going to undergrad? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm actually going to be studying in California for my first year. Nice. And I'm going to be studying um, right here in Chicago. Oh, fun. Well, congratulations. Yeah, it sounds like, to your point, you know, just per- continuing to pursue Siesta Wrap as, as much as you can and seeing where you can take it. Um, that's great that you guys plan on. It sounds like keeping still pursuing it even while uh, in college. COVID has taught us that, you know, it's kind of just taught us how to how to work remotely. Yeah. We don't necessarily need to be in person for everything. And, True. And um, even being at opposite ends of the country, uh, I think Deb and I will be able to uh, handle it like we've been handling it. For sure. Yeah, that's a great point about the pandemic. It's just so many people, I think, have realized that you can really get a lot done and not be in the same room. Uh, definitely benefits of being in the same room, but definitely not impossible to be, like you said, like separate parts of the country. So, oh, yeah. yeah. 
what lessons or things are you taking away from your journey with CSRAP that you think will help you as you begin undergrad? I would say the first of which is it's okay to make mistakes because mm-hmm. we have sure we have definitely made our, our fair share of mistakes. And then I think the second one would be that there's there's just not going to be one person or one situation that's going to fix everything. For for a while, we were looking for the individual who is going to get us into retail and, and solve all of our problems. But, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And when it comes to taking advice, we found that it's it's better to consult, at least for the time being, it's better to, to consult a bunch of different sources and kind of tie those together to, to figure out where you're going to go. And then I think another lesson that I would carry from CSRF is that it's okay to pause certain tasks and put things on hold to achieve things that will actually push you towards your goal. Like once you have a goal defined, like for example, Rosario mm-hmm. have a goal to eventually push into retail. Some things can be put on hold that we might not have the time or money for to get us closer to that retail goal. Like for example, um, right now we are trying to fundraise for a trademark, but that's a little bit out of our reach at the moment. So we're pausing that to focus more on marketing, for example. Right. So it's okay to put certain things on hold because trying to do everything at once is not going to be productive. And I think that's the case as well in college and while studying. Because you can't do everything, just do what you can and make sure it's meaningful. For sure. And all the points you brought up, I think not only are helpful for folks in high school, college, but really any age. I mean, I just think the lessons you learn of, you know, starting your own business, running your own business, it's just, there are just nuggets in there that you can apply to anything. Like even if you guys never run another business again, because it's just not where your life leads or, or where your passions take you, the lessons from Siesta Wrap will just propel you and accelerate you and no matter the path you lead to do you do you find that true as well absolutely i think kind of the best example of that has just been in our kind of contracting with either manufacturers or lawyers to help us achieve what we want to achieve Mm -hmm. I, i i almost didn't realize how easy a connection can be made in the professional world finding a manufacturer finding a lawyer is as easy as going on Google and making a few phone calls and yeah. vetting those people to, to ensure that you can actually work with them um, is also an incredibly important skill. Um, and I think it definitely transfers into personal relationships and relationships of, of any sort. And business has a very unique contractual like agreement uh, around relationships. And I think that that can definitely be beneficial outside of you know the world of business as well. Regardless of who it is, every relationship needs to have boundaries and an understanding at a certain point. And I I do think that working in business helps you make sure that everybody's kind of on the same page in relationships. And to summarize in one word, I can all be summarized by the word communication. CS Trap has taught us how to effectively communicate um, amongst ourselves, amongst others, amongst our customers, amongst our um, backend support and things like that. That's amazing. And yeah, I loved how you phrase that as effective communication, because I I think there's definitely lessons in there to learn, you know, the level at which to be transparent, the level at which to communicate when it's appropriate to communicate with who and when like there's so many intricacies in there that it it definitely sounds like you guys are figuring out and and succeeding in. (laughs) So that's that's (laughs) awesome. Did you guys find that because you started Siesta Rep when you were in high school? Was that a challenge or more of a benefit? Like what way did that lean 
There's definitely pros and cons to starting a business in high school. Um, I would say uh, it's actually been relatively easier to make connections because people have had a lot of respect for us um, to start something um, that gained traction so quickly, especially at a young age. So we're really thankful for that. And um, that's allowed us to sit at some pretty big tables so far. The major cons of starting a business in high school, one, obviously the time constraint, because as a high schooler, you have to get good grades, uh, do extracurriculars, apply to colleges, (laughs) things like that. So the time is definitely a constraint for us. At the very beginning, there's also a constraint of fundraising, um, which thankfully wasn't as much of a constraint because um, our parents did believe in us and we did Mm -hmm. manage money from external sources and we both are actually working right now to fund siesta rap um, ourselves but in terms of the people the connections and things like that i would never say that we've been discredited because of our age i will say um in working virtually you, you can kind of choose when huh, yeah <laughs> you know when when to bring it up and when right. not to bring it up and you know <laughs> in the case of making new connections with possibly uh, marketing contacts or customers or things like that it's it's a fantastic point to bring up when it comes to possibly legal matters or manufacturing it's more of a detail that can be left out because it's not very important and i i think right. that there's possibly a stigma that comes around that and at a certain point i understand why because I don't, I wouldn't necessarily expect a teenager to pay all their bills on time. Um, <laughs> but you know, on the flip side, we are teen, you know, we are teenagers who pay all of our bills right. on time and uh, make sure that that we do have a, a mutual understanding with the the people that we're working with. I love both of your answers because I think the fact that you guys started this in high school and you know are still fairly young, I think there are certain circumstances. Correct me if I'm wrong, where that you can leverage that, like hey, you know, look at us, we're young entrepreneurs, like help us out. Like in certain situations, that's very helpful because people want to help young entrepreneurs. But then to your point, knowing when to leverage that and when to not say it, because you're exactly right. Why does it even matter? Even in, you know, my my corporate job, we tell the the newcomers onto the team to not say to clients or, or people we're working with, oh, this is my second week on the job. It's like, that doesn't matter. We hired you for a reason. You know, you are here because we believe in you. And who cares if it's your second day or your fifth year? It doesn't matter. Where I've seen it, again, in my corporate job, where I actually encourage our interns to leverage the fact that they're interns because people tend to perk up and be like, oh, an intern. Awesome. Like, I want to get to know you. Maybe you'd be a good fit for my team. Like that makes them almost perk up when they see that. So I just love both of your answers because I think it highlights the importance of like picking and choosing when to leverage that fact. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, I think my last question, again, definitely want to hear from both of you on this. And I, I end every episode with this is just in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? And it can totally be siesta wrap or it can be on a completely different topic. Just kind of that first thing that comes to mind when I ask you what your proudest accomplishment is so far. So as we mentioned earlier, um, we are very, very proud of all of our intellectual property that we've gone mm-hmm. so gone for so far. Seeing the company name on a piece of paper with, with our you know names next to it, I guess is, is somewhat vain, but it kind of resembles something a little bit greater. You know, it's it's a formal recognition that you have a unique product and a unique idea and that you're working for something. I would say beyond that, 
I think my personal biggest accomplishment would just be how I've grown with Siesta Rap. You know, Siesta Rap went from kind of being a side project to being my entire life. And every hour that I pour into it is just develops something, something new. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, every, every time that I see a finished version of our, our product just lying around my house, like I smile a little bit because mm-hmm. I feel bubbly inside that that's my product. Like it's there, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my, my, my biggest, my biggest accomplishment would be, would be the business. And adding on to that, I think it's really rewarding to see something tangible. Like seeing that first online order go through, like Rosario and I shared a phone call. Uh, and this was when we were both like at work and we were like, oh my gosh, our first online order. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's tangible moments like that make all the hours, all the sweat equity completely worth it. Yeah, that's just so, again, so great to hear. And congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. And I'm so looking forward to following your journeys and where you take Siesta Wrap or if you start another business or where you end up, I, I think it'll just be, you will clearly go incredible places. So congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course, of course. And before we wrap up our time here today, where can people find you and Siesta Wrap? Social medias, website, shout them all out. Absolutely. So uh, the, the best place to find us is at our website, which is uh, www.siestarap.com. Beyond that, our Instagram is very, very popular, and I, I recommend you go you know, check out our content there. And then besides that, we can be found on Facebook, Etsy, LinkedIn, and Google. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Rosario and Devraj, for chatting with me today. Awesome, awesome conversation. One of my favorite episodes, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Alexis. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's been amazing. It's been amazing.